you have to move to this mentality of how can I become more valuable to the job so that I can do the thing that makes more money? Hello and welcome into the Bears and Lions podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Vaught, and this is the podcast where we challenge our present by viewing our past. I'm a firm believer that our greatest future lies within the correct view of our past because when you actually look at your past, you're going to find out that you are stronger than you know, that you've experienced more things than maybe even you remember. And some of the things you'll go through and you'll say, wait a second, I've done that before. And it's encouraging. So as we go through today, of course, the entire goal is to step into our future with that confidence, that ferocity and joy where we feel like we are not just surviving, but we're thriving and chasing down that dream. And in today's conversation, I've been thinking about it a lot about what it's going to look like in most of us when we're going for a job, whatever that may be, we're, we're either maybe just starting out a career, or maybe we are in college and we're trying to figure out what we want to do for a career, or maybe we're just working in high school and we're kind of just doing whatever we find to do. So you're working at a fast food joint, whatever it might be, and you're trying to figure out what is the next step. Maybe you've been with a company for a while and you're trying to decide, can I actually move forward in this company? Maybe you've decided this is something I want to do, but they keep hiring and they keep... Uh, bringing in new people, or maybe they hire and choose other people over me. So today, I, I just I want to go through everything that I have learned, or at least most of the stuff that I have learned in helping out with the job promotion and the ability to move up. Every single job that I've ever had, I've been promoted in, uh, and it's something that I, I attest to my parents in teaching me uh, a work ethic, and then also the relationships. And we're going to talk about that. So the first thing you need to know, if you're in a job and you're trying to figure out like, what is the process of, of being promoted? We're going to go through the basics, right? And I, I think it's important to hit the basics because even me at an older age, I had to learn this again and remind myself, oh, wait, this is actually the basis. So the number one reason why anyone hires anyone is because they need someone to do something and are willing to pay someone to do it right they're they're willing to pay somebody the the rate of pay is equal to the value of whatever that is being done right so maybe it is you know mowing a lawn right it, maybe it's just the time that it takes to mow the lawn maybe it's also buying the lawnmower etc but that's how i started off working was i mowed lawns in my neighborhood maybe it's uh flipping burgers at a, a local fast food joint maybe it's um bagging groceries or anything like that at a, a local grocery store that that's how people are determining we need somebody to do this this is how much it's going to be of value so this is how much we're willing to pay per hour or maybe salary whatever it might be that goes for every single job as you get higher and higher even like the managers one of the reasons why managers make more at any job is because their responsibility level and the value of what they do and their decision-making skills are actually, that's what the value is. That's why they make more money is because any of their decisions are way more costly than just a entry-level position who makes a mistake. That mistake is not going to be of the same uh, equation or, or of the same value. So it's important to just go through that kind of as a, a basis, because if you want to progress in any job, you must stop thinking in the mindset of I, I already do so much and I deserve a raise. 
And you have to move to this mentality of, and this outlook of how can I become more valuable to the job so that I can do the thing that makes more money, right? How can I become more valuable so I can make the decisions and be compatible and able to make these decisions where I'm of such value that the decisions and the choices that I'm making, that, that cost level goes up. And just as a hypothetical really quick, because I've thought about this, I've had people reach out about this podcast for editing. And it's like, and just a hypothetical, this this podcast makes $0 an episode. Like this this is a zero cost, uh, $0. This is just costing me my time and I plan on doing it for a very long time because it's something that I absolutely love. And if it ever is making money, then of course that would make sense to kind of expand but I've had editors reach out and they're like, yeah, it's like $25 an episode or $25 a video. If this podcast made $25 a episode, I do two times a week, then it would make zero sense for an editor, for me to pay for an editor. Because if it made $25 an episode and I do two, I'd be like, cool, I made 50 bucks, here's 50 bucks. <laughs> and, and it would just make no sense. However, if this podcast was making like $100 per episode and I'm doing two episodes a week, then that's 200 you know, $200 a week, which is pretty nice. But if the editor was like, yeah, it's still $25 per video. Oh, cool. Well, in that case, if I pay an editor to take over $25 a video and this frees me up to do four videos a week instead of two, well, now I've just bumped my revenue to $400 a week, but then I pay him for four videos. So a hundred dollars. So instead of $200 a week, I'm making $300 a week and I'm doing the same work. So that would make sense. And it just compounds, right? It compounds and compounds. And this is where most companies are. Companies will hire you to complete some type of service, right? They, some type of job, they make an average of whatever from you. So they may estimate that they're going to make an average of $15 of output an hour from your work. And then the cost of the product of whatever you're working on is $2 an hour. So the labor cost, they're willing to pay you $10 an hour. So right now their actual earnings are only $3 an hour. And this is why you don't see a lot of companies like jumping to provide raises. Even when an employee is really, really good, it's not because they're bad employees. It's because it would not make sense for them to pay more than what the average revenue of what they're making from that position. So it's, it's tough when you're in a position and when you're working. And when I was in management, I had to kind of educate people consistently about hours because they would be like, hey, why can't you just give me a raise? And I'm, I'm, I, want, I want to, you're a great employee, but I don't have the labor hours to schedule that because our, our store, when I worked for a uh, big cafe, uh, and I'll just say it, Panera Bread, uh, our big cafe did not make enough money for me to provide the raises that I wanted to. Now, the corporate level of Panera was making money, but our specific store after rent, because yes, we had to pay rent, electricity, all the utilities and everything like that, our food costs, all of that was taking up most of what we were taking in. So I didn't have the ability to offer the raises, even to employees that I absolutely loved and enjoyed and, and would love to have given them raises. It wasn't in the cards because if I had done that, then there was no ability to leeway. Maybe we wouldn't be able to have the food cost or anything like that. And of course, when that goes up, it, it just becomes more and more difficult of 
okay, we're actually not making any money. So why would we even be a store? And I had to kind of educate the employees of, of saying, if this does take place, everybody loses their job. I lose my job. The bakers lose the job. You lose their, your job because they will close us down because we won't be making any money. And if we're not making any money, then it's pointless for us to be open. Cause it's like, it, we're going to end up getting to a point where it's costing more to stay open than it would be to just shut down. And that's, that's where a lot of companies are, especially small businesses. They, they get to this point. So if you're working for a small business and you run into something like this of like, Hey, why can't you just offer me? I mean, we, we have so many contracts and so many things, and maybe it is that your manager or your, um, boss is just like, yeah, I'm raking in the money for myself. But in a lot of cases, the manager is doing everything that they can with what they have. And it's, it's a top down thing. So it's like, we don't have enough revenue to actually provide that. Now, in other cases, they do. I just wanted to go through the basics on that to make sure that you fully understood. I'm not coming at this from a standpoint of like, oh, these are all the things that you do. You're going to succeed. And, and you have to understand where your role is at your job. And if you're going for a job, if you are applying for a job and you're in high school or you're in college and you're trying to figure out what you're doing for your career or you're starting to look at places to work for your career, you have to remember, what is your value that you're bringing to the table and how much is that value worth? Because it may not be the, the amount that you want at first, but it may give you an opportunity to get there. It just is going to take time. Now, you've heard it said a million times. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And this is true in every single job I've ever worked for, like any job I've ever worked. And, and if you want to work in a specific business, and it's important to make an effort to get to know people that work at that business, because if you get to know them, it's going to be easier to kind of get to know and, and find your way in that business because people are going to have a, a state of reference of who you are. If you want to be promoted to a certain level in your company, get to know the people that work at that level. Like it's, it's that simple. And this is not being a kiss-ass or a suck-up. That, that's not what I'm talking about. This means genuinely reaching out with genuine intent where I want to learn from you. I want to listen to you. Ask really good questions. Don't just walk up and be like, hey, I want to figure out how I can get to where your job is. I want, I want, to, I want to take your job. No, that's not going to get you anywhere. I promise you that. But what you do want to do is you want to prepare good questions that you would like people to ask you. So if you were just experiencing life and somebody younger, let's say five years, 10 years younger than you said, how did you get to where you are now? I would love to be where you are. Those are the type of questions that you would answer. And if other people were asking you, you would enjoy answering those for the most part. You get to retell your story. And I think everybody likes to tell that story. And you'd be surprised how many people actually enjoy being like, yeah, this is what I did. So I actually didn't want to do this job that I'm in now. I wanted to do this. And then all of a sudden things changed and there was a shift and there was all sorts of stuff that happened. And then I ended up here because I got to know that person and you're building an ally. You're building a fan of who you are because they're, they're starting to invest time and they're investing a part of themselves by telling you this story. And it's a very simple thing in just asking for their time. Now, sometimes they'll say, no, don't. Be persistent. Always bring something more of value. Say, hey, I'd love to learn from you. You're just somebody who I really, I value your opinion. I value your work ethic. I value, even if they're managers that you may not even like or, or be um, on the same page with, it's very beneficial to have these conversations because as they share more about themselves, 
they give you a part of themselves and that connects you to them. So sometimes you'll have really tough managers that will soften to you and they'll be like, Hey, you know what? I, I I'm sorry if I was rough on you at times. I've actually had managers uh, apologize for how they treated me when they first got to know me. Um, and then I've had other managers double down and be like, I just, I want to get you fired. Um, which yeah, it, you know, it's, it's tough when you have people come at you like that, but you ask them, what are some of the hardships that you went through? You know, wh wh how did you get in this position or, or was this always what you wanted to do? What's some advice you would tell your younger self, or maybe even what's some advice you would give me? Cause I, I really think that I would like to learn from you. And I, I think that I could one day, you know, find myself in a position like yours. And it's not saying I'm going to take your position. It's saying, I, I, I value what you have to say. It's building that relationship. There's always an importance to that relationship and relationships will overlap in every way, shape or form. I can tell you the company that I've been with right now, I've been there for 18 months. And in the first six months, all I did was relationship build. I got to know the trainers that trained me really well, communicated with them, uh, took one-on-one -on -one time. The seniors that helped us with training, I did one-on-one -on -one time with them just to get my face face-to-face -face with them. As soon as I got out of training, I did one-on-ones with my manager because one, they do that with their team members. Every single manager will have one-on-ones with their team members. But during the one-on-one, -on -one, I shared a little bit about, about myself and then asked about themselves, found out that they had been with the company a really long time and was like, this is awesome. I would love to learn from you. Created that relationship and value. Now we're going to kind of fast forward really quick. I'm in this really crazy momentum where over the last 18 months, she got me connected with a peer of her. So another manager who had a really valuable uh, conversation and began a relationship. And this is just a peer, you know, just another manager, but he's not my manager. He's just another manager, but it's that ally that I built that relationship that I built with that intent where I reached out and was like, Hey, we should meet. This would be great. I'd love to just get to know you and learn your story. Found out really cool things about him. Then I ended up doing a one-on-one -on -one with another manager who was actually over the seniors in the another position in my area of work and did a one-on-one -on -one with him then my boss's boss i did a one-on-one -on -one with him because i was starting to look at possibly applying for some other things and i was like hey i would really like to just glean from you and learn so i built a relationship with the director who's over all of the managers and i was like this, this is so cool and i just kept building these relationships and i never knew i it's not that i wanted anything from them. It's just, I wanted to learn and I wanted to make sure that my name was something that got around to more than just my specific group. You know, if I just simply stayed on my team and just communicated with my team, I, yeah, it, it'd be really cool. I could be a really great worker. Um, I could be a team MVP or whatever, but it's still just confined to me and my manager. And sometimes people will do this in, in workplaces where they'll have like one really good manager that they like. And so they'll only invest with that one manager, but they won't expand out to learn more about the other managers so that it's well-rounded. So maybe one manager does the scheduling and you need a schedule shift, but because that's not a manager that you've invested time with, you say, Hey, I need a, I need a scheduled shift and uh, a shift change. And they're like, ah, we can't do that. But if you've well-rounded to where maybe it's the, uh, opening manager or the closing manager, or, uh, you know, the manager who's doing the schedule, all of them know you, you've, they've invested time and you've learned from them and you say, Hey, I, I just need some help. Most of the time they're going to say, yeah, absolutely. 
the, you know, we all know what you're going through. I appreciate you sharing. And yeah, we want to help you out. And this brings us to our final thing. And that's the outcome. And, and I'll, I'll say it like this. Burn boats, not bridges, right? Everyone has had a bad manager in their life. Everybody has had somebody who just makes their life a living hell. And it's okay to get in a boat and sail away to a whole new land. We're going to call new job a whole new land. Burn the boat so you're not tempted. It's your boat. It's not the employer's boat. It's not your old job's boat. You use that boat, your relationships, your friendships, or whatever, to get into a new job. And you go to a completely different area. And then you can burn the boat where you you know you're not going to go back. So whether that means you make a conscious decision or maybe you um, don't worry about a reference, right? That would be That would be burning a boat where it's like, I know this manager could give me a reference. I'm just not going to put him on my resume. I'm going to burn that boat. I'm not even going to worry about him being on a resume or her being on a resume. I'm just going to simply go to this other land and make a name for myself and and start from the ground up if I need to. So you, it's okay to burn the boat, but it's not okay to burn the bridge. And what this is the what I saw a lot of people do and what I still see a lot of people do is they make the mistake of they will talk about the manager while they're still in the company. They will talk about other people in the company while they're still in the company. They will burn every single bridge and relationship in that company to the point where they have to leave. It, it's either It's either... I leave or they leave. And a lot of people are really afraid because they, they think that their pull is more because they think they're of such value. Even great employees will have to leave first before a really bad manager. Because again, this goes back to the basics of the fact that the decisions of the manager are uh, of higher value and are more important in a sense. And it's hard. It's hard to, to lose a manager who's going to be able to manage multiple people than one of the other people who is just a really good employee and too many people take work relationships for granted too. So just, they just get by with like mediocre, mediocre work. And when the time comes for someone who's trustworthy and reliable and they're like, Hey, we need somebody like this. They choose other people because you never really showed that intent. You never really showed that you cared about work as seriously as others did. So that's just another tidbit to add. And, And I just, I want to, capsulate this with 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 this whole episode i want to capsulate here i'm in the process of interviewing for a life-changing and career-changing position right now and i'm i'm not going to share details of it but it's big and it's wild and i can't wait to share about it but the reason why i'm actually doing it is because i interviewed for a completely different position a month ago and got turned down and they said no they said absolutely not i'm sorry uh we don't have a spot for you and we really like you, but no. And I was like, oh, okay. But the hiring manager was like, but we all thought you would be really good in this position. And I was like, I have no idea what this position is. And they were like, you're going to do great. We've got people. And and he, that manager connected me with another manager, sat down, and they started describing this job. And I'm like, wait, this job is like tailor-made for me as a person. This is my personality. This is what I would excel at. What are you talking? This is a job? And they're like, yeah, it's a job. Like you should meet some of the other people. So I met somebody who does the job and they're actually from my city and they transitioned and moved. And they were like, yeah, this is great. I was like, what in the world? Like this is wild and massively wild. So then I applied and they started pushing me through. Now, Friday, I have my final interview to see if I actually get the job Everything has gone really well so far, but it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have 
accepted that no and kept that relationship and built that relationship all along the way. It's absolutely crazy. And I can't wait to share how everything turns out, whether I get the job or not. I'm excited to make the relationships that I've had. And I can't wait to share about that whole process, probably in the next podcast. But that's going to do it for this conversation. Everybody throughout the week, do the best job that you absolutely can. We can probably talk about this next time. Is It's so important that you just do a good job. You can follow me on my socials on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Kyle Vott, V as in Victor, A-T-T. You can follow me on Instagram, Kyle underscore Vot V as in Victor, A-T-T. Make sure you drop a follow on the YouTube, like and subscribe. I'm on Spotify and Apple Playlist. Remember to give grace, show love, and as always, stay stellar. Peace.